Tuesday, September 1st, 2020. David. <laughs> How's it going? So the silence is is always intriguing. <laughs> it's it's for cinematic effect, I'm sure. No, but like um, I maybe it's a dangerous maybe it's dangerous to use silence that often because that sounds like a, that sounds like a fucking that sounds straight from a poetry book right there. Maybe it's dangerous to use silence. Holy shit. <laughs> well, no, it is it is like using sounds that often because I mean, I think our viewers will at some point be like, "Okay, I mean, he's going to like say something stupid now." Like mm. maybe <laughs> the the build up has lost its oomph. perhaps, perhaps. But um uh, but yeah, um thank you for asking, Cal. I'm I would say I am feeling purposeful. Purposeful. I I'm today on on September 1st, 2020. I feel really purposeful. Um, you know, some great things happened today. I, I feel really excited. Uh, well, first of all, I was able to, I, I've been able to, you know, um, sit down and, and eat meals with some friends uh, in my dorm. Everyone's super fascinating. Everyone's super interesting to talk to. Um, you, you know, and, and it's just been, it's been, and as you probably know as well, Cal, like I, I enjoy conversating, right? That's where I found the most yeah. peace, the most excitement, the most purpose. It's your art form. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, I don't know about art form, but it's it's my area where I feel most me, right? Um, so so being in this situation where the, with other people, it, it certainly felt very nice. But but also, so I guess as a lesson for everyone out there, everyone out there in the universe who listens to this, you know, one of the biggest importance in terms of lessons that I've learned is, and we talked about this in the previous episode, right? Where sometimes independence breeds the idea that you don't need help. Right, you have to be the one to solve all your own problems. You have to be the one to figure it out, quote unquote. And yeah, yeah, you know, it's it's tough to learn that it's okay to ask for help. And and, and today I did. Well, it was not like I, I was in trouble or anything, uh, but I did reach out. Right, I did re- reach out to an advisor in educational studies. Um, I'm really interested in studying that um, in college, so I wanted to reach out. And you know, it was it was a shot in the dark. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what to what to say or do. I reached out to him, called him, he responded, and and it was a beautiful conversation. He asked me why I was interested in educational studies. I had a few questions for him regarding like podcasting in classrooms, whether or not it was doable, what he thought, um, what was what were his thoughts on it, and he he actually promised me to um, reach out to other professors in education and who are working on technological integration right yo um, and 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 yeah so so i mean that's just an easy example of something that was at first a very you know i i didn't know what to expect from it but the the, the act of reaching out opened up so many doors yeah yeah look at that um, and he also invited me to be on the student advisory council for the educational studies department so um I big mean, moves yeah, day I, I it's, day it's two just, and you're making big moves <laughs> David. Day two. <laughs> yeah it's just one of those things man where you realize like you're not alone Right. In, in fact, your experience in life and life in general is is magnified and if not anything, at least nurtured and supplanted by those around you. Right. And if you decide to sacrifice that, you, you sacrifice a crucial aspect of human beings. Right. I mean, I don't know how exactly scientific this is, but I've heard that, you know, one of the reasons why, because, you know, there were actually like cousins of humans. Right. That also evolved from chimps like the Neanderthals. Yeah, right? yeah, we, yeah. We but they never reached further evolution. They ended up no. going extinct. And the reason, and they were stronger than us, like physically, they had bigger bone structures and, and larger. 
But they Which, say that the reason human Homo sapiens were able to survive till now is because of our ability to empathize and work together as a tribe. And and that's powerful, right? Why sacrifice what has given us an evolutionary advantage over the past thousand years, <laughs> right? Yeah, seriously, it would be stupid to. Well, and it's it's just funny how like you could just look at what chimps do and how they act and what makes them happy. And it is almost exactly what we do, but we just have to put a new outfit on it. Like they'll band right. together to f- to fight a bigger thing, right? Or they'll they'll be right. together just socializing. And the yeah. same thing can be said about what we're doing, but we're taking on a different task. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. For we're sure. not fighting woolly mammoths anymore. <laughs> yeah, we're, <laughs> we're, we're getting paperwork done at work. <laughs> yeah, following W four forms and all that, but. No, but I yeah. mean, you know, you know, today is today has been a great day in terms of kind of just That's experiencing good. that that lesson where being able to speak to others, being able to work with others, it's ultimately a very enjoyable experience. So, how's um, the? Uh, so I have some questions for you, if you don't mind. Yeah, for sure. I want to know what I know. I want to know what this dorm culture is like, being in the dorms and like going from dorm to dorm. Like that must be the most exciting. Like, you know, that would be perfect for me. One, I just love meeting people, and then. I just being surrounded by all these people near your age, like that would be spectacular. Hmm. Are you literally yeah. wall to wall? Like you're surrounded by a whole bunch of people you can just socialize with, right? Right. But with some caveats, obviously in quarantine, we're not actually allowed to go into each other's dorms. So what we do is we, um, whenever we have lunch, we're allowed to have lunch with one other person maximum with, yeah. with six feet apart and all that. So, you know, I've been able to speak to people over lunch and all that. Um, so, so, so that's been great. Uh, but yeah, you can't visit other people's dorms. So the, the dorm culture is obviously like muted or suppressed a little bit because but, with but soon. you can only do so much, but yeah. it's still better than if I were at home. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, I've yeah. been able to talk to people and yeah, I mean, it, it sounds so mundane when you say like, Oh, being able to talk to people, but you know, I, I still hold, hold the firm belief that everyone is interesting. And as long as you ask the right questions and direct the right topics, you'll always be able to create an interesting conversation with anyone. Agreed. So, I mean, look at what we've about, done. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We can talk about literally anything and make it interesting with our guest on David Cal. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. But um, yeah, I mean, if this were my audio journal or audio diary entry, it, today was a dub, I would say. Um, there you go. But... I mean, there are still tones of nervousness, right? Anxiety, because tomorrow is when we start classes. I don't know what to expect. Is the workload going to be a lot? Um, in fact, yesterday uh, yesterday night, I had a very interesting experience where like around 10.30, I got really tired. But nevertheless, um, I, I had some more work to do. So I, I pushed, you know, I pushed through and then around 12, I finished. But then I was like wide awake. Right, I, maybe it's jet lag, but also it was like anxiety, right? Like, oh my god, oh, I finished all that, but I still need more to do. You know, class yeah. is, is starting, so I couldn't sleep. Uh-huh. I, I I couldn't fall asleep. I, I was in bed, but I just couldn't fall asleep. It was like twelve thirty, and it leaked into one. I just couldn't fall asleep, and it was really really um annoying. But um, ultimately, I was able to just coax myself into falling asleep, and here I am. <laughs> but I don't know if you've ever had those situations where you like you felt tired, you wanted to go to sleep but you decided not to. And then after you're done with that task, you're wide awake and you can't go to sleep. Ugh. Yes, I have done that before. Uh, I, I remember editing a video for my film honors class, uh, Miss right. Jones's. And I was like, I'm just going to edit it in the morning. And I was like, no, that's not a good idea. I'm just going to edit it right now. So I, I stayed up until two 
And because of like, you know, I love editing so much. It got me like really in like an artistic mood. And I was getting, I was really giddy after mm. uh, editing the video. And there was just no possible way I was sleeping after that. Like I just literally like was scrolling on my phone for like right. two hours and I just couldn't. You know what I mean? It, it's like your mind, my mind was just racing the entire time. <laughs> for sure. Not a good feeling. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, other than that, that was the only hiccup. But I mean, I got to ask you, man, like, how are you doing, Cal? Um, I'm a little muddled. 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 Muddles the word. Yes, muddle is the word today. Uh, I I mean, these last two days have been, like, especially, I mean, if we look back at our uh, Sunday's podcast, uh-huh. I wasn't doing too well. But uh, right. I, I kind of made a slight recovery today. But I'm still, you know, in the midst of the mind state I was in. So it's not like I'm muddled, right? I, I mean, I, yeah. I feel like there's no, there's no better situation to use that word. Uh, and I was just thinking, like, I really came to some some uh, some conclusions with my therapist about why I feel this way, especially today. Like we made strides today, right? And we, I decided. So, so, so you, you you went to therapy today. I went to therapy today. Yes, uh, right after work. Also, out you know my stocks were doing really good today. I made a quick uh, on one hundred <laughs> bucks. I made a hundred bucks in a day, so I'll take really? that. Alibaba jumped like. 10 bucks and i had a i have 1200 dollars in alibaba so good day good ah, day sure. um but yeah I, I talked with my therapist and we decided that i am lacking emotional connection which is something that i had lots of right when when we were in school because if it came to like you know having a nice talk with keith because uh, i mean me and keith would get emotionally connected like daily about tennis. Like literally it's just how I improved uh, or me and you, uh, Molly and I, uh, Miss Jones, I would, I just, I realized that literally in a day I'd probably have like at least five conversations where I was emotionally connected with somebody. And then since school as a, uh, as has been out and I, you know, I didn't go to college. So I'm missing out on that experience. Uh, it has made me felt like I'm a hermit and I just wander. And I mean, the only emotional connection I get is like, I can hang out with Molly like once a week and I don't want, it can be draining every single time you hang out with someone. It's almost as if like the objective is to make your mental state better instead of just having fun. Right. Mm. So sometimes even with Molly, I avoid talking about my inner deeper thoughts, uh, which means there will be like a three to four days where I'll just be in my household and my parents will just be watching TV. My brother will be playing video games and I just wander. And I mean, work is a professional place as well. So I have found myself wandering like every single day for the last month. And it has made me confused, muddled, and a little depressed. And I hope, and we, 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 we are starting to think of uh, possibilities and solutions. Me and my therapist and I, and, Hopefully we can come to a uh, oh, a solution that works for me. And uh, we've been thinking about I've been thinking about moving into community living houses in Los Angeles, uh, especially with like oh. art school students, because I will be surrounded with people near my age with similar interests. And I think that almost is a, like a perfect situation to have uh, great com- great emotionally connecting conversations daily. Right? I just need to talk with tons of people, or else I'm not a happy person. 
Yeah. No, no, I totally get that. But I, I, you know, I think this falls along the same messages that we were pushing earlier, which was, you know, it's, but I understand the, the stigma against it, but yeah, just talking to people and, and not being afraid to share. But I mean, I, I like, as I'm saying it, I don't believe in it because like I, I come from, you know, a family that I, I don't think really understands mental health yeah. or at least under, undermines it. And, you know, it was, it was, it was an odd thing because I remember Daniel at one point was 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 looking kind of depressed literally and and i and my older brother brought it up and instead of instead of my mom asking like why or or, or trying to at least ask daniel she immediately denied it like no no way depressed no right and, and it's like that thing where of course no parent wants their child to be depressed exactly but to 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 refute it right to, to deny it as if like oh it it you know it conflicts with my mental image of what my child is so therefore i'll deny it you know it's it's not a healthy way to do it but i think that's the but case for, just, I think in, in general for asian communities you know in asian, yeah. asian culture they don't they don't appreciate mental health or at least they don't treat it as a as an important factor to consider you know and that's that's really unfortunate because now you have an entire generation of of kids who are who have been really repressed in their and in emotionally their neglected health. honestly yeah uh, and emotionally neglected maybe yes um david I, that I is would... the true definition <laughs> that's the true definition okay it is so... i mean it's just the word neglect it sounds scary but i mean it's it, they didn't i mean really you can have a parent or guardian a caregiver who will feed you give you hundreds of dollars a week in spending money uh, just make sure your everything financially is going perfect for you put you in school give you the correct resources you need to survive and they still emotionally neglected you. Uh-huh. And it just, it was crazy to me because I see myself, anytime I imagine having kids, I can just imagine literally, I just need to know how my kid's doing. I feel like that's such an important thing. And I just think if my kid's depressed, I don't want to be in denial. I want to know and I want to find a solution about the problem. Like, I just don't understand why there are parents out there who, think sweeping things under the rug makes it better like out of sight out of mind does not work hmm. it's frustrating yeah yeah but I, I i really do think though that mental health has been like has been a strong resurgence in our in our society so it's it's good to know that it's 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 on the rise but i think for some communities it it, it comes later than others right um, in fact i would say minority com- um, communities in general um I think yeah, mental health is. I I'd like to see statistics on, um, mental health and and how it's treated across different ethnicities. Um, that would be very interesting. Yeah, yeah, because I I don't know. It it's almost as if like therapy in general is like low key whitewashed. I I don't know if you get the same vibe from it. I I like, do I do. You, you generally see like yeah yeah I generally white person's activity. Yeah. I don't know if that's a fair or good thing to say, but. I'm just speaking. Well, it's also extremely expensive. Okay. Yeah. And, oh, oh. And we do live in a white dominated America, which is unfortunate. Mm. Yeah. No, I, I see what you mean. Cause I, I, I keep going back to that. Do you remember when we talked to Joel or Hoel? Sorry. Oh, well, yeah, I do. Yeah. And I, I still, and for context, I guess, you know, he was, you know, he, he came out to his family and his family didn't accept him um, as a person and his sexuality and, and he became depressed and ended up, obviously his family did not really help him there. And 
obviously that's a case study you cannot extrapolate that to everyone in that category um but i don't know i think in in that specific case i really did feel for him because it, it must be horrible to have been able to battle your your own self in terms of your identity mm-hmm. and then right afterwards take a u-turn and have to battle your family for acceptance it's it must be <laughs> that must be pretty tough that must be that sounds horrible yeah. Uh, and I always like this movie uh, I watched, I think it was like, has it been like six months it has, uh, and call me by your name. And it is a movie about like gay acceptance, right? Mm-hmm. With Tim- T- Timothy Chalamet, right? Timothy Chalamet, Army Hammer. Uh, and it's like, I just, the dad in that movie inspires me, even though it's just a character that someone wrote. Like I think about that, the dad in that movie so often and how like just how touching it was to see that like he was just so accepting of his son and he he knew what was going on between him and uh it was oliver and elio those are the two characters he knew what was going on and he let it happen didn't make it weird talked about it and the way he talked about it is literally it's the most touching scene in like movie history and it has inspired me like like it, it has changed the way i would have raised my kids after seeing that movie really yeah. And just think about you the know, damage it, it, it must... Oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to ask. This is rather off topic, so you can probably finish your thought here. I, I just think about like growing up in a household where you have to literally pretend to be somebody else to make people happy. Yeah. Oh. It's just... there's no, Nothing is unhealthier. <laughs> yeah. That's my point. <laughs> it sucks. No, no. I mean, that's important, right? Because it's same thing with the transgender movement and the, the LGBTQ... Um, movement it's i think people mistaken it for uh for woke culture right it's not yeah. woke culture it's it's a repressed culture trying to have other people realize that they've been living as as you know as as with masks on with yeah. a costume on and, and not in their own skin and, and 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 that's that's what people don't get right i mean one can only imagine how difficult it must be feeling in conflict with yourself with you as a person Right, and what society views you, and and people don't realize that people just think like, oh, you want to be different, or oh, you want to be woke, right? That that's not that's not the message behind the movement, right? But I was gonna say like when you said you you took inspiration from this fictional character, um, what what it, what does it mean to take inspiration from a fictional character? Like, is it possible to get inspiration from fiction, right? It, does it is it any less than getting inspiration from a nonfiction character? Uh, like it, it kind of comes back to that old old point we mentioned where you know how like service right if you were to help um volunteer at a, a local homeless shelter but for like hours to fill out on a sheet you know are the motives there this is like loosely related of course but again inspiration from a fictional character does it mean any less or maybe more than inspiration from a non-fiction Ooh. character well i mean I'd, I'd say most characters that are written in fiction usually comes from you know a very personal place like if you, if you if you look at the writer's life, it, it's some of these fictional characters are just actual manifestations of screams for help, and I I feel like in that thought alone, that makes a lot of fictional characters more powerful than real things that have happened. Um, Lady Bird, great example. It's a movie. Greta Gerwig talks. She's the person who wrote that movie. Uh, she talks about how that entire character is who she wished she was, and it is like a manifestation of all the regrets she had throughout in her entire life 
and she hopes that everyone can draw inspiration from that character and not make the same mistake she did. And it's just like those fictional characters are, are actually just born out of these people's real experiences, but it's usually a more exaggerated and in a more straightforward way of how things should have went. Mm. Uh, so I, I think, I think, yeah, I think we should pay attention more to, to fictional lessons. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Cause I think, I think fiction oftentimes is an exaggeration of nonfiction. Right? Exactly. Or at, least a, or at least a more, um, optimized, uh, optimized image of nonfiction. So, um, yeah, but I think that kind of wraps up what really we had, really what we had to talk about here. But agreed, I really do appreciate the, the man. It's been a, I, I love these things, man. It really gets you thinking. So, me as well. I, I hope this is true for our audience and and for you as well. Um, that this is a uh, how how are we doing the outro? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Here you go. And this is how <laughs> David and I were feeling on Tuesday, September first, twenty twenty. <laughs>